Hi out there. I'm Pat Pauley, and I'd like to welcome you to my show, Artbeat Northwest. Each week, we interview folks from the arts here in the Pacific Northwest. And today, we're talking about Shun Pike, an artist support group in Seattle. And here to talk with us is Hanako O'Leary, client manager and storefront program manager, who is also a visual artist specializing in sculpture, and Corey McDaniel, client manager and manager of artist programs and services, uh, is here also, and he is involved with stage productions, right, Corey? Right, great. Okay. Great to be here today. Yeah, welcome to the show, both of you. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, yeah, we're so glad you could come in. Um, But before we get started, you know, this is a time of year when there is so much going on in art, uh, summer arts fairs. So, got to mention again, uh, the BAM Arts Fair, of course, this coming weekend. Got to go there, July 27th to 29th. And, um, of course, that's three fairs in one. I mean, you can just go walk and walk and walk and not go to the end of it. So, be sure to get there. And then, of course, the Elkai Art Fair is July 28th and 29th, too. So, you can go the other direction. Um Glass Fest Northwest at the Museum of Glass in Tacoma is Sunday, July 29th. And that's not all. Of course, there's a Seattle International, <laughs> I call it International, Art Fair at CenturyLink Field Event Center, first weekend of August, and that's August 2nd to 5th. Now, Shunpike going to be there? We will be there. You will be there. Okay, so if you go there, stop by at their booth. And uh, we're going to be talking about what they do a little bit more shortly. Now, one more thing. Also, the 18th Annual Festival of New Musicals, Corey, you probably know all about this, at Village Theater, is debuting six, listen to that, six new musicals in three days, August 10th to 12th. This is not to be missed, as so many Broadway hits have been developed at Village Theater. Yeah, if you've never been to that, it's definitely worth attending. It's amazing what they do. They pull all of the region's top talent in to workshop and uh, uh, build these new musicals in a very short amount of time and then put them to the public to see what's going to work and what doesn't work. And then they go back to the drawing board again. So this is one of Village's pet projects that's just really fantastic. And you're right. A lot of Broadway musicals do come from this program. So worthy of catching. Okay, Corey, I'll see you there. (laughs) But we're going to take a short break here and we'll be back shortly uh, talking about Shun Pike. Stay tuned. Is art making too messy for your house? Then head on over to the Kirkland Art Center and take a class with a professional art teacher. At Kirkland Art Center, you or your child can experiment or refine artistic skills that can last a lifetime. In our art studios and classes, you can paint, cut, build, draw, print, glue, and splatter to your heart's content. We're located in the heart of Kirkland on Market Street in the historic Peter Kirk Building. Learn more about the classes we offer and register online at kirklandartcenter.org. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. We're here talking about art support group Shun Pike with Hanako O'Leary and Corey McDaniel. And okay, the first question, of course, that our listeners are going to is are going to want to ask is, what is Shun Pike? That's a very unusual title for a group. 
Well, we'll start with our mission because, of course, everything we do supports our mission. And our mission is to empower artists through equitable access to vital expertise, opportunity, and business services. Um, we're an umbrella organization with over 160 independent arts groups throughout Washington. We provide fiscal sponsorship, professional development, and opportunities for artists through our Artists in Residence program and our Storefronts program. So wow. So you do a lot to support <laughs> the arts. And is that that's not Seattle only? That's that's, that's through- throughout the state. But but we're primarily focused within this region. Yes. OK. Now, what does that word shun pike? What does that mean? Why do you use that word? So um, that comes from a a story back from 1810 in New Hampshire, where a bunch of town folks needed to get across this river. And so the city built a bridge. But of course, because it was, you know, such a highly trafficked bridge, um, they charged a toll so that if you wanted to get from one side to the other, everyone had to pay a certain amount. Um, and the, you know, the people decided that they didn't want to have to pay this money just to get across, a, you know, a body of water. And so they built their own bridge a little ways upstream and it was free to cross. And so everyone just started using that bridge instead. And, uh, eventually no one was using the original bridge built instead. They were taking the shunpike, which they had built up the river um, until finally the um, governing bodies at the time decided, okay, fine, we're going to make this bridge free so you can cross it. So how does that apply to your organization? Now, what are you doing? You're circumventing the regular channels of getting funds for artists, and you're, uh, okay, so somehow you're doing something that is directly with artists. You see what I'm saying? Great. Is that how yes? Does that apply? So Shunpike is a 501c3 not, uh, a nonprofit recognized by the IRS. Um, so we hold that status, and our mission is involved in the art sector. So, for example, let's say that you're a young arts organization, a young artist, a young dance company, something. You what you know is you know dance, or you know art, or you know theater, or you know music. That's what you know. And that's what you want to do. And you'd like to do that. You'd like to contribute that to your community. But to do that, it costs money. And so your options are be a 501c3 nonprofit so that you can raise the money for that community benefit or pay for it yourself. Well, most often you're going to want to choose the 501c3 nonprofit. But that requires a lot of logistics. It requires a lot of uh, paperwork and administration and a governing board and uh, many moving parts that maybe these dancers don't necessarily know how to do. So what we do is we provide that umbrella, that nonprofit umbrella in financial administration, so that the dancers or the musicians or the theater artists can do what they do while we help administer. Well, first off, we give them an opportunity to raise those funds that they need to produce their work through our nonprofit umbrella. They can take Uh, tax-deductible donations. They can apply for grants. They can receive matching funds from employers that match donations through our nonprofit umbrella. In the meantime, they're doing their art and learning piece by piece how to administer their organization as a 501c3 nonprofit. So we, we focus on groups of all levels, but that's a prime example of, of starting with those younger groups that know how to do their art, but right. don't know how to administer it yet or don't know how to 
or don't have the ability to raise funds to support that art. That's what we provide. The so you, you provide a lot of really organizational things that these people in dance or whatever may not have any training or any knowledge of at all. Exactly. <laughs> so we basically are the bridge. We build the bridge so that they can, you know, cross from one side to the other to make sure that they can present their creative works to the public um, without having to know, like, all the ins and outs of how to build their own 501c3 nonprofit. And and to accept donations and mm-hmm. make them tax deductible and exactly. on and on and on and, and on. There's so much for grants yeah. that are only available to groups with that specific status. Right. So how did this group start? I know it's been around for quite some time. How did it get started? I mean, what 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 was the origin of it? I I heard it was just like started out as maybe just a group of artists that did their own thing. And then they kind of evolved. Exactly. Shunpike was origi- was originally a group of artists, uh, a small, small group of artists that wanted to produce their own work. So rather than be one entity doing one discipline of art, they got together with a few other entities and disciplines of art and formed Shunpike so that they could share a nonprofit status ah. and each one do their disciplines. Oh, okay. So then it worked so well mm-hmm. that they... Wanted to share it with others. Is that well, and then they realized after two years. So we've been we've been around for eighteen years. Oh wow, that's a long time. Right, and then <laughs> after a couple of years, they realized that hey, this actually works, and we could actually share this model with with ah. other arts organizations. Right, and of course, in the eighteen years, it shifted, it changed. There were experiments that didn't work, experiments that did work, um, to where now we're functioning with, you know, roughly one hundred and seventy arts organizations under this system. Oh, that's a that's a lot of arts organizations that <laughs> yes, you're serving, that and that's actually and what 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 I always amaze at is the fact that that's 170 artists and art organizations that would not be contributing to the vitality of our community if there was not this umbrella organization called Shunpike there to help do it. Right, right. Now you now you talked about how you really work to get them started and. Uh, get them starting uh, started as uh, uh, with donations online and otherwise and tax deductibility and all that. But what about your arts uh, business clinics? Because there are so many other things that uh, they need advice on. And I understand you have a lot of people who are from the arts community who will work individually with these organizations to get them up to speed. Right. There are um, uh, two different situations that we have. Uh, One are the arts business uh, private sessions, and then there are the arts business clinics that we put on for larger groups open to the public uh, and our membership base, for example. The privates, um, for a very small fee, and I'm not quite quite sure what that fee is. I believe it's a cup of coffee or tea or, you know, (laughs) some sort of (laughs) beverage to sit with over. Yeah. yeah, and then we have a, a a list of specialists that work with Sean Pike too. Uh, that might be uh, marketing, legal advice, tax advice, could be uh, you know budgeting. It could be all kinds of different things that could apply to you individually or your organization. Where you can sit down with one of these specialists and ask your questions and get some r- real expertise 
and information in regards to what it is you're asking about. Now, I know you have these uh, sessions where people can come in and then kind of decide who they might want to work with. And um, I noticed that that list of those experts, I, I went through that online. That is very impressive. And there are a lot of them, and they have very impressive backgrounds. This so is true. this, I mean, truly is seems like it's a great group to work with. Can you talk about how some of these uh, experts have helped uh, some of the people in your organization to, you know, some of the arts groups that you've been working with? Uh, the individual people, themse- the, our, our consultants? or Yeah, the consultants, how they have helped some of those groups. I'm sure there are a lot of of stories of that, but how about how Shun Pike itself has helped some of these groups? Well, um, so aside from the pre- the individual one-on-one sessions, we also the Arts Business Clinic um, is also a uh, basically like kind of a formal presentation where we'll have an expert in the field come in. Like our next one coming up is in branding and marketing. Um, we have an expert come in and they'll give about an hour-long presentation on the the basics, the 101 um, of how to brand yourself and market yourself uh, as a group doing, you know, dance, music, what have you, um, in the arts, and how to cultivate an audience, how to communicate with them, that kind of thing. So um, uh, the one before that, the the most recent one we had um, was in Give Big, and so it's like how to run a successful Give Big campaign. and that one was especially uh, great because we had it right before the Give Big campaign started. So then the groups who went to that, attended that, and took in that information were able to then immediately put it into action um, as they raised money for their, for their groups. And so in that way, we had a lot of organizations who were successful and able to meet their goal and use that money to then put on their dance performances or, you know, theater productions. Oh, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that really helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, everybody needs funds to keep their organization it's true. going. It's true. And, and if they know how to do it. And, <laughs> exactly. Everyone needs to, you know, learn how to fish. So Right. And we have, you know, we have a lot of organizations that um, m- many times organizations partner with us. And after a few years, they, they know the ropes. They know the laws. They know what's going on. And they decide to stick with us. They're like, no, you know what? You keep handling this. This is good. We want to keep doing what we're doing the way we're doing it. But then there's times when groups have learned enough and they have start to wean themselves off. You know, they've, they've become their own 501c3 and become they, they become their own autonomous, you know, functioning organization in the community, running themselves, contributing to their community. There's countless stories of those organizations where the, um, so there's, I mean, we could go into detail for quite a bit, actually, with like <laughs> small things, because you never know what small crumb could be the survival string for an arts organization. Well, yeah. After all, those ones who've gone off on their own, that's kind of your goal anyway, is to give them the knowledge to be able to do that on their own. We definitely strive to empower our organizations. Uh, although some of them probably don't uh, get big enough <laughs> to to be able to do that. And well, some of them also don't necessarily want to be, you know, the, yeah. uh, the ballet or the opera. They're doing very grassroots works with the community. And, you know, there's new artists, new voices coming in and out all the time. And, and their passion is to be able to sustain their very local um, platform. And 
So, you know, they're focused on that programming. And and they're very happy and they're to very happy, yeah. let you take care of some of the nitty gritty. Of, you know, things. the W-9s and all the paperwork and <laughs> taxes, taxes, legalities, yeah. compliance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. Well, listen, it's already time for a break. We'll be back shortly talking more about the art support group, Shun Pike. Stay tuned to Artbeat Northwest on KKNW. 1150 AM. Events. Bellevue Arts Museum is always new, always different, and always exciting. Check out Posada, Jose Guadalupe Posada and the Mexican Penny Press. Known as the father of modern Mexican art, Posada is famous for his popular and satirical representations of calaveras or skeletons in lively guises. During the final weekend of July, BAM is celebrating 72 years of BAM Arts Fair, the largest award-winning arts and craft festival in the Northwest. Enjoy over 300 artist booths, kids fair, community programs, and free admission to the museum. More at BellevueArts.org. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. We're here talking about art support group Shun Pike with Hanako O'Leary and Corey McDaniel. And one of the things you do is, is fiscal sponsorship for arts groups. Two kinds. Um, and uh, you start out with your basic. And what does that involve? Well, it involves- and what is fiscal sponsorship? <laughs> so fiscal sponsorship allows independent arts group the ability to raise funds for their artistic projects using Shunpike's tax-exempt status as a 501c3 nonprofit. Okay. Um, we have two levels of service. Our comprehensive service offers a more back-end and administ- uh, uh, more extensive back-end administrative needs for our clients. Then we have a basic program. Uh, where uh, we're using our nonprofit status to allow them to raise funds for their organization while they're handling the administrative needs and the legal paperwork, taxes, all of that stuff, et cetera. Oh, okay. So that's the basic one. Right, right. And then you have the comprehensive one where you kind of handle everything but the art. Exactly. (laughs) Like with the comprehensive, we're actually – uh, what I often tell my clients is is you're in charge of the art, you're in charge of the program and running your company, but what we're doing is we're administering your funds and everything you need to raise those funds. So we're helping obtain business licenses and insurance and make sure that you're compliant with all of the attorney general rules and regulations and the IRS and all of those needs, teaching them as we go. And then we, as they, you know, we create... Uh, donation pages for them and 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 hit all of their needs essentially as a comprehensive client we're covering all of their money in and all of their money out that be that contributed or earned donations versus actual retail or admissions or t-shirts or things like that so we're handling all of that for our comprehensive clients and helping them with all of the tools that they need to run that money in and out be it uh their donation pages um their communications about their events and how they're raising. We help them set up their fundraising events to a certain degree. We do all the administration of all of that stuff. Wow, that's a lot of work that Business you're licenses, saving them. Yeah, <laughs> articles of incorporation for the state of Washington um, and, and, and helping monitor to make sure that everything they're doing is compliant with the attorney general regulations and IRS stipulations and laws. Fabulous. Yeah. And, you know, you know the arts community, that there are a lot of people who really – you know, they could do that, but they're not that interested no, it's in just true. doing it's very that true. backup work that it's they don't cons- they don't consider important. Yeah. But it's the basic thing that 
has to be done. So you free them to do their art. Exactly. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And in the process, they're learning. I mean, they're learning in the process. But you're right. Like Hanako had a great point. A lot of our groups want to they're happy where they're at. They like focusing on their particular core neighborhood or community, whatever that may be. So they're, they they need to focus on that. And if you add that administration into it, I mean, look at the, the staffing rousters of a typical nonprofit. There are so many people required to do all the different things. That's true. And a, an arts organization that's not the rep or the opera or the symphony, right? Yeah. The means to do that are near impossible sometimes. Especially since, you know, volunteers that can do that sort of thing are absolutely non-existent. Exactly. You know, exactly. Uh, do, and volunteers are hard to get anyway for the, you know, easy jobs. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and there are things that need to be done correctly. Yes. Yeah. We're talking about dealing with the government and taxes and, and paperwork that can't, you know, just be handed off to anybody. It's also a lot of sensitive information sometimes. And, and I think a group could get into a lot of trouble if Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All those things correctly. So you guys are great. uh, There's many things that have to fall into place to become a nonprofit, but one of which is you have to have a governing board. You have to have primaries that lead the organization with a clear and succinct mission. You have to – there's a lot of administration of just to be the organization, much less the funds that come and go. So we cover all of that. (laughs) We cover that. That's great. That's great. Really needed. But you have another program even, and it's called the Storefront Program, and I don't quite understand that myself, but maybe you can (laughs) describe it to our listeners so we will all know about it. Sure. So Storefronts um, started as a program with Shumpike in 2010. Uh, Originally, it arised um, as a kind of reaction to the economic fallout that happened, um, if, you if, had a lot of vacant storefronts? If we all remember, <laughs> yes. So, so the Pioneer Square uh, neighborhood and the International District um, specifically had a lot of empty storefronts. It just wasn't a very comfortable place to hang out because everything was, you know, vacated. And, um, Not uh, that few, way now, though. <laughs> no, thank, thankfully. Um, so a few people got together and decided to use it uh, as a space where artists could just experiment with projects that they were working on. Um, so the space became available free of rent. I think all the artists has to, had to pay for were utilities, huh. um, but they could, you know, they could have startup shops or art installations, um, whatever kind of creative projects that were going on uh, that, that people needed space to, to make happen. So they were really utilizing vacant space that hadn't been leased out yet. Exactly. Oh, exactly. and you were taking advantage of the fact that these spaces were available. Are there still spaces available that you can use? um, So since then, real estate (laughs) in Seattle has changed a lot, the the whole scene and the demand for it. And so we don't have, you know, just vacant storefronts sitting around for months on end like that. And so now we've created a more regular sustained program where we have uh, eight spaces in South Lake or Amazon South Lake Union campus. And then um, we have two in Bellevue at the Maidenbauer Center. Really? Yes. And so um, at at Bellevue, uh, every six months, we switch out the installations where two different artists come in and put up two installations. Over in South Lake Union, we do it three times a year. So every four months, we'll have a group of eight artists put in a new um, round of projects. 
Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to go over and look at that Maiden Bower Center. Oh, yeah. Super Sounds fun. great. And then, besides that, you have a big fundraiser coming up. Yes. And uh, Corey was telling me that this is not your average fundraiser. <laughs> and first of all, uh, when's it going to be? Um, our fundraiser, called Golden, uh, Golden. The Brick Road, G- Brick Road okay. is on September 28th of this year, and it's going to be at Canvas Event uh, space, um, Golden. I've I've been to Golden as a guest I'll, I'll, before. I've I've spoken at Golden, um, and I'm as a client manager. I'll be there, of course, this year, working it. But what's what's there's two very very unique things about our our gala, is that one um, we've got entertainment like you wouldn't believe all over the place because we bring in our, some of our arts organizations to actually perform. So. For example, the last couple of years, like you walk in the building and they are everywhere in all different corners doing different forms of art. And that was super fantastic. Uh, so it's highly entertaining. And the, the diversity in our arts organizations, we've got so many different disciplines from so many different backgrounds and neighborhoods and uh, areas of community. The uniqueness of each group is Something to behold. It's very, very special. So you you must have like dancers and bands and artists and what kind of what painters, kind of? musicians, orchestras, <laughs> modern orchestras. Oh, um, we gotta go. <laughs> yeah, film festivals, theater companies, burlesque, burlesque. Oh, late well, nights, yeah. yeah, it's a party. It is artists, sculptures. We've got the whole thing. So all, you get to see a lot of that stuff while you're there. And the other thing that I would just really always want to like say about the event is the fact that when you when you uh, support an organization like Shunpike, you're supporting nearly 200 arts organizations all at once. Because with again, without an or, without an umbrella organization to give these sometimes fledgling, sometimes more experienced or arts organizations a place to be and to function, or a way to be and to function, right? They don't they don't exist. So everybody needs to think about going. Yeah. And dinner tickets, it's dinner too, are very economical compared to most. And there's more entertainment, and the food is really good, right? Oh, the food's going to be great. <laughs> okay, but you know what? We are already running out of time. Thank you so much, Hanako and Corey, for coming in to talk about Shun Pike. Thank you for having Thank us. You. Oh, yeah, we're so glad you could come in. And now, how do we get to your website and find out more? Shunpike.org, S-H-U-N-P-I-K-E. And oh. you can find out about Storefronts at storefrontseattle.com. StorefrontSeattle.com, shunpike.org. Easy. Okay. Be sure to listen in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. drive time for Art Beat Northwest for news and views of the local art scene. I'm Pat Polly signing off on Alternative Talk 1150. Have a great creative week.